0: Chapter 4 of Master Zacharias by Jules Verne. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Church of Saint Pierre Meanwhile, Master Zacharias became more feeble in mind and body every day. An unusual excitement, indeed, impelled him to continue his work more eagerly than ever, nor could his daughter entice him from it his pride was still more aroused after the crisis to which his strange visitor had hurried him so treacherously and he resolved to overcome by the force of genius the malign influence which weighed upon his work and himself he first repaired to the various clocks of the town which were confided to his care he made sure by a scrupulous examination that the wheels were in good condition, the pivots firm, the weights exactly balanced. Every part, even to the bells, was examined with the minute attention of a physician studying the breast of a patient. Nothing indicated that these clocks were on the point of being affected by inactivity. Gerrand and Aubert often accompanied the old man on these visits. He would no doubt have been pleased to see them eager to go with him, and certainly he would not have been so much absorbed in his approaching end had he thought that his existence was to be prolonged by that of these cherished ones, and had he understood that something of the life of a father always remains in his children. The old watchmaker, on returning home, resumed his labours with feverish zeal. Though persuaded that he would not succeed, it yet seemed to him impossible that this could be so, and he unceasingly took to pieces the watches which were brought to his shop and put them together again. Aubert tortured his mind in vain to discover the causes of the evil. Master, he said, this can only come from the wear of the pivots and gearing. "'Do you want,
1: then, to kill me, little by little?'
0: replied Master Zacharias passionately.
1: "'Are these watches children's work? Was it lest I should hurt my fingers that I worked the surface of the copper pieces in the lathe? Have I not forged these pieces of copper myself so as to obtain a greater strength? Are not these springs tempered to a rare perfection?' Could anybody have used finer oils than mine? You yourself must agree that it is impossible, and you avow, in short, that the devil is in it.
0: From morning till night, discontented purchasers besieged the house, and they got access to the old watchmaker himself, who knew not which of them to listen to. The watch loses, and I cannot succeed in regulating it, said one. This, said another, is absolutely obstinate. It stands still as did Joshua's son. If it is true, said most of them, that your health has an influence on that of your watches, Master Zacharias, get well as soon as possible. The old man gazed at these people with haggard eyes and only replied by shaking his head or by a few sad words.
1: Wait till the first fine weather, my friends. The season is coming which revives existence in wearied bodies. We want the sun to warm us all.
0: A fine thing if my watches are to be ill through the winter, said one of the most angry. Do you know, Master Zacharias, that your name is inscribed in full on their faces? By the Virgin, you do little honor to your signature. It happened at last that the old man, abashed by these reproaches, took some pieces of gold from his old trunk and began to buy back the damaged watches. At news of this, the customers came in a crowd, and the poor watchmaker's money fast melted away, but his honesty remained intact. Durand warmly praised his delicacy, which was leading him straight toward ruin, and Aubert soon offered his own savings to his master.
1: What will become of my daughter?
0: said Master Zacharias, clinging now and then in the shipwreck to his paternal love. Aubert dared not answer that he was full of hope for the future, and of deep devotion to Gerond. Master Zacharias would have that day called him son-in-law, and thus refuted the sad prophecy which still buzzed in his ears. Gerond will not wed Aubert. By this plan, the watchmaker at last succeeded in entirely despoiling himself. His antique vases passed into the hands of strangers. He deprived himself of the richly carved panels which adorned the walls of his house. Some primitive pictures of the early Flemish painters soon ceased to please his daughter's eyes, and everything even the precious tools that his genius had invented were sold to indemnify the clamorous customers. Scholastique alone refused to listen to reason on the subject, but her efforts failed to prevent the unwelcome visitors from reaching her master and from soon departing with some valuable object. Then her chattering was heard in all the streets of the neighborhood, where she had long been known. She eagerly denied the rumors of sorcery and magic on the part of Master Zacharias, which gained currency, but, as at the bottom she was persuaded of their truth, she said her prayers over and over again to redeem her pious falsehoods. It had been noticed that for some time the old watchmaker had neglected his religious duties. Time was when he had accompanied Geron to church, and had seemed to find in prayer the intellectual charm which it imparts to thoughtful minds, since it is the most sublime exercise of the imagination. This voluntary neglect of holy practices, added to the secret habits of his life, had in some sort confirmed the accusations leveled against his labors. So, with the double purpose of drawing her father back to God and to the world, Durand resolved to call religion to her aid she thought that it might give some vitality to his dying soul but the dogmas of faith and humility had to combat in the soul of master zacharias an insurmountable pride and came into collision with that vanity of science which connects everything to itself without rising to the infinite source whence first principles flow It was under these conditions that the young girl undertook her father's conversion, and her influence was so effective that the old watchmaker promised to attend High Mass at the cathedral on the following Sunday. Gerond was in an ecstasy, as if heaven had opened to her view. Old Scholastique could not contain her joy, and at last found irrefutable arguments against the gossiping tongues which accused her master of impiety. She spoke of it to her neighbors, her friends, her enemies, to those whom she knew not as well as to those whom she knew. In faith, we can scarcely believe what you tell us, Dame Scholastique, they replied, Master Zacharias has always acted in concert with the devil. You have encountered, then, replied the old servant, the fine bells which strike for my master's clocks. How many times have they struck the hours of prayer and of mass? No doubt, they would reply. But has he not invented machines which go all by themselves and which actually do the work of a real man? "'Could a child of the devil,' exclaimed Dame Scholastique wrathfully, "'have executed the fine iron of the Chateau d'Andernat, "'which the town of Geneva was not rich enough to buy? "'A pious motto appeared at each hour, "'and the Christian who obeyed them would have gone straight to paradise. "'Is that the work of the devil?' This masterpiece, made twenty years before, had carried Master Zacharias's fame to its acme. But even then, there had been accusations of sorcery against him. But at last, the old man's visit to the cathedral ought to reduce malicious tongues to silence. Master Zacharias, having doubtless forgotten the promise made to his daughter, had returned to his shop. After being convinced of his powerlessness to give life to his watches, he resolved to try if he could not make some new ones. He abandoned all those useless works and devoted himself to the completion of the crystal watch, which he intended to be his masterpiece. But in vain did he use his most perfect tools and employ rubies and diamonds for resisting friction. The watch fell from his hands the first time he attempted to wind it up. The old man concealed this circumstance from everyone, even from his daughter, but from that time his health rapidly declined. There were only the last oscillations of a pendulum, which goes slower when nothing restores its original force. It seemed as if the laws of gravity, acting directly upon him, were dragging him irresistibly down to the grave. The Sunday, so ardently anticipated by Gironde, at last arrived. The weather was fine, and the temperature inspiriting. The people of Geneva were passing quietly through the streets, gaily chatting about the return of spring. Gerand tenderly taking the old man's arm, directed her steps toward the cathedral, while Scholastique followed behind with the prayer books. People looked curiously at them as they passed. The old watchmaker permitted himself to be led like a child, or rather like a blind man. The faithful of Saint-Pierre were almost frightened when they saw him cross the threshold and shrank back at his approach. The chants of high mass were already resounding through the church. Gerond went to her accustomed bench and kneeled with profound and simple reverence. Master Zacharias remained standing upright beside her. The ceremonies continued with majestic solemnity of that faithful age, but the old man had no faith. He did not implore the pity of heaven with cries of anguish to the curier he did not with the glory in Excelsius, sing the splendors of the heavenly heights the reading of the testament did not draw him from his materialistic reverie and he forgot to join in the homage of the credo this proud old man remained motionless as insensible and silent as a stone statue and even at the solemn moment when the bell announced the miracle of transubstantiation He did not bow his head, but gazed directly at the sacred host, which the priest raised above the heads of the faithful. Gerond looked at her father, and a flood of tears moistened her missile. At this moment the clock of St. Pierre struck half-past eleven. Master Zacharias turned quickly toward this ancient clock which still spoke. It seemed to him as if its face was gazing steadily at him. The figures of the hours shone as if they had been engraved in lines of fire, and the hands shot forth electric sparks from their sharp points. The Mass ended. It was customary for the Angelus to be said at noon, and the priests, before leaving the altar, waited for the clock to strike the hour of twelve. In a few moments this prayer would ascend to the feet of the Virgin. But suddenly, a harsh noise was heard. Master Zacharias uttered a piercing cry. The large hand of the clock, having reached twelve, had abruptly stopped, and the clock did not strike the hour. Gerond hastened to her father's aid. He had fallen down, motionless, and they carried him outside the church. It is a death blow, murmured Gerond, sobbing. When he had been borne home, Master Zacharias lay upon his bed, utterly crushed. Life seemed only to still exist on the surface of his body, like the last whiffs of smoke about a lamp just extinguished. When he came to his senses, Auber and Gerond were leaning over him. In these last moments, the future took in his eyes the shape of the present. He saw his daughter alone, Without a protector
1: my son
0: he said to auber
1: i give my daughter to thee
0: so saying he stretched out his hands towards his two children who were thus united at his deathbed but soon master zacharias lifted himself up in a paroxysm of rage the words of the little old man recurred to his mind i do not wish to die he cried i cannot die i master zacharias ought not to die my books my accounts with these words he sprang from his bed towards a book in which the names of his customers and the articles which had been sold to them were inscribed he seized it and rapidly turned over its leaves and his emaciated finger fixed itself on one of the pages
1: there he cried there this old iron clock sold to pinnacchio it is the only one that has not been returned to me it still exists it goes it lives ah i wish for it i must find it i will take such care of it that death will no
0: longer seek me and he fainted away aubert and gerond knelt by the old man's bedside and prayed together. End of chapter 4